Welcome to the K-Scope podcast and a very happy new year. Billy Reeves with you here. In this edition, Richard Barbieri, the keyboard player of Japan, Porcupine Tree, Rain Tree Crow, introduces us to his new LP and also talks about his former bandmates, Steve Jansen and Mick Carnan. K-Scope have recently released, as part of their Mick Khan reissue campaign, four more Mick Khan solo albums on LP, on CD and digital formats. Before we hear from Richard Barbieri with his memories of Mick Khan, this from 2009's The Concrete Twin... This is Mick Khan and ashamed to be a part of them.
late, great Mick Khan. Ashamed to be a part of them from the album The Concrete Twin. Now, I recently had a cup of tea with Richard Barbieri, Mick Khan's bandmate, an old school chum, and asked him of his memories of Mick. Well, he's, he's a naturally uh, very creative person. He always has to be doing something whether you know it's a sculpture or mm. or a gardening project or or a painting or music and um Mick had to move to Cyprus mainly for financial reasons it was just becoming difficult and he kind of and he had a, a kid and so they I think he wanted some sort of stability um and so you know he could get quite a nice place in Cyprus where he's from um be close to his his other family and sold up and that gave him a time to kind of really get into into all aspects of the work that he does okay. also uh, becoming au fait with um technology and the the mm. software and the, the computer software recording software um that freed him up to a degree that he could work on his own without relying on anybody else um so I think it just came out, it just flowed out from him then. Um, and he must have been on quite a run to have done all those, yeah. all, all those albums. I didn't realise there were that many. Thank you. 
relationship with them is is perplexed and confused and uh, and um and kind of uh admiration as well mm-hmm. you, know, you know i mean it's some of the weirdest music it's it 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 takes a while to even in being in japan it took a while sometimes to work out what what he was doing um he is a one off he's quite unique and um I find the albums very enjoyable because I'm always quite surprised by them. Yeah. That some of them just, you know, do take me by surprise. I just think, what, what is he doing there? What, how did he, why would he think of doing that? <laughs> <laughs> but then if you look at his sculptures, it's not, you know, it's, then, then it's, it's not such a surprise, I suppose. Yeah, I guess in many ways they're oral sculptures, aren't they, a lot of the time? Yeah. And I he mean, can... he is a bit of a surrealist. Mm. I suppose he's a musical surrealist. Yeah.
Latin Mastock from Mick Khan's album Each Eye a Path. Before that, Wishy Washy Wishing from the album More a Better Different. And before that, The Wrong Truth from the album Three Part Species. Kscopemusic.com forward slash MK for details of the Mick Khan releases on Kscope. Also available, of course, in Glad Aloneness, the last recordings that Mick Khan made towards the end of his life with Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. Now, Richard Barbieri and his former Japan mates often made records together. They ran a little label. Steve Jansen and Richard Barbieri uh, made records together. And Lumen, the album, is a rare recording of the only Steve Jansen, Richard Barbieri concert. So I asked uh, Richard about his memories of the guys running their own label. Um, is, it, is it Jansen or Janssen? Janssen. Yeah, because I thought it was, but then I've been saying Bert Yanch for years. So, uh, yeah, I thought I'd check. How is Steve, by the way? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, good. Okay. Yes, he's yeah. fine. He's, um, you know, pretty secretive guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see him, um, yeah, I see him every so often. There was a kind of like quite a, a, a long period where you guys were putting out your own records, essentially. Was it like a record company? Yes, we did. Yeah, as such, yeah, we, we formed Medium Records. Mm. Um, luckily, somebody ran it for us. Right. Um, but you know, as directors, we had to make decisions. And um, but the whole thing was, I think, we just wanted to start up at this environment where we didn't have have any expectations from record labels anymore. Okay. You know that that dreadful expectation and involvement from record labels. We just really wanted to get away from that yeah so there was no venture capital then you provided the music and out it came yes yes and the first album as as with all these things when you start something up it's always the first thing that does the best yeah 
like if you do a gig that you haven't played a show in a long time, that will that will sell the best. Oh, right, okay. um, so that first album sold really well, um, and that that kind of um, gave us the funds to to continue through. Whenever I think of the three of us, I just think we spent nearly all our time not making music, just being mates. Yeah. And we never spoke about music. We'd never talk. That's interesting, because, the, because the, the kind of rock and roll, the rock and roll mythology suggests that Japan split up because they fell out. Yeah, well, I suppose that's, that was the more important thing than the music. Right, OK. Was the that was always what, yeah, that yeah. always came first. Mick and Steve and myself. Um, I think we were just mates who occasionally made music together. Right, OK. It was always relaxed when we did because we'd been through that whole thing of being in the studio and being under mm. great scrutiny from each mm. other yeah. and being pressurised by each other to do good things. So once you've kind of come out the other side of that and you've, you've sort of um, psychologically survived that... <laughs> as, the, as quite young yeah. men. Then you, know. then you can kind of... You can record in most situations. And I think our the whole vibe of our thing was to be quite funny and sarcastic about it all. We could we we could tell each other if we didn't particularly like something in such a way that it would be okay.
Available on K-Scope from Lumen, uh, the live album recorded in 1996 of the only Richard Barbieri, Steve Jansen concert at the legendary Milky Way in Amsterdam. That's called Sleepers Awake and features Stephen Wilson on guitar. Of course, uh, Barbieri was a, a core member of Porcupine Tree Wilson's band, Back then. Now, Richard Barbieri has a new album uh, coming out on K Scope on the 3rd of March this year. It's entitled Planets and uh, Persona. We'll play more of that uh, in the spring. But ahead of a track called Newfoundland, uh, here's Richard uh, with some thoughts on the concept and inspiration of the new album Planets and Persona. The first thing I want to ask you actually is about the title because I wondered if it was a uh, a way of bringing both small themes, persona, and big themes together, or it was some sort of reference uh, to astrology? Well, it's a bit of both, actually. You've, you've kind of summed it up. There's, a, uh, there's this theme of uh, duality that goes throughout the album. And, um, of course, it's, a, it's an age-old concept. But um, the duality thing seems to happen in three different ways across the album. And one is, as you say, it's this very, um, uh, it's the way we perceive things that um, to us at a distance might seem beautiful and peaceful and calm. Yet if you were in the midst mm. of the actual um, atmosphere itself, it would be very turbulent and violent. Mm. So it's kind of this how distance can change our perception of things. And, you know, I've always been a little bit attracted to, to planets and to the solar system. Um, it's always something very uh, appealing about that. Um, there's also kind of a duality as well in terms of the human condition, an age-old sort of a, a concept. <laughs> Does that, is that conscious or subconscious thing? Do you find yourself creating a piece of music and then wondering where it's come from and then trying to give it life by giving it that concept, or is it the other way around? Well, no, you've, you've, you've actually just hit on the, on the third form of the duality, which is kind of the way that I tend to work. And that is, is a kind of, in an unconscious state, which is the, the artistic side, let's say, where you just start doing things without any, any particular thought, um, working with very abstract start points, strange sounds, samples, um, tying things together, looking for ways of making things work. And then the next time you approach the work, you approach it as the logical kind of producer, right, okay. as if you're looking and producing what your other self has done. And you start to think, I like that. I didn't... And it's an accident. You didn't know how you did it. Because it's extraordinary that you can do that without essentially using language. Mm. There's no words or lyric. No. 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 That's the thing as well. Obviously, with instrumental music, you're, mm. um, everything becomes a, a lot more subtle, but every track has its own meaning for me.
Richard Barbieri from Planets and Persona. That's called Newfoundland. And the album is out on the 3rd of March. There's some live dates in support of the LP on the 16th of March at Exeter Phoenix. And then part of the Festival of Electronic Music in Birmingham on the morning of Saturday the 25th of March. A masterclass and Q&A at the Birmingham and Midland Institute on the 26th of March. Two shows, one at 1.30pm, one at 6.30pm at the Blue Orange Theatre, and then on the 28th of March, Hoxton Hall, London, kscopemusic.com forward slash rb. Right, a little bit of news for you, some good news. Prog Magazine has been saved by Future Publishing. Prog Magazine was under threat, as you may have read, so Congratulations to Jerry and the gang. The Reader's Poll of the Year results. Prog's Woman of the Year and Female Vocalist of the Year, Mariana Semkina from I Am The Morning. Other vocalists on the K-Scope label. Lee Douglas was at number two. Catherine Ann Davis at five. Belinda Cordich of Sadilan at ten. And Gleb from I Am The Morning was second in the Keyboardist of the Year. I Am The Morning were fourth in Album of the Year and fourth in Band of the Year. Quite a year for them as they won the Album of the Year at the Prog Awards late last year. There's going to be some I Am The Morning live dates. Some have been announced already, uh, supporting Arstidir in Moscow in March. Midsummer Prog uh, alongside Anathema and Gaspacho and others in June. Rambling Man in Maidstone in Kent in July. Summer's End in Chepstow in October. There'll be more I Am The Morning dates announced shortly. The Pineapple Thief are on tour at the moment with Gavin Harrison of Porcupine Tree on drums. The tour is underway, been through the Netherlands, uh, now passing through Germany, Czech Republic, back to the Netherlands, France, and then finishing in the UK at Islington Assembly Hall on the 11th of February. It's sold out, but if you've got a ticket, I will see you there. And available on tour, a seven-inch single of Fend For Yourself, featuring Catherine Ann Davis, the anchoress. Here's a little snippet of what that sounds like. Fend for Yourself, The Pineapple Thief featuring the anchoress Catherine Ann Davis on vocals. Right, we're just about done. My thanks to Richard Barbieri for his time. And of course, Mr Barbieri was a core member of Porcupine Tree back in the day. And coming out on the 27th of January, an astonishing nine-disc vinyl set. The Delirium Years, 1991-1993. The CD version will be available exclusively via Stephen Wilson's mail-order outlet, Headphone Dust. And the vinyl edition will be exclusive to this box set and won't be available separately. I'm going to finish with a super rarity from the early years of Porcupine Tree. This is the original demo cassette version of the classic Radioactive Toy. I'll be back in February with an Aviv Geffen special as Blackfield 5 gets a release on K-Scope shortly. See ya!